this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we're continuing the saga of who are the divisions of the priesthood, and what did that mean? That Zechariah came from and was ministering in, and what did it mean to be a daughter of Aaron? So, we found out that Aaron is Moses' brother. Moses is the primary leader of the people out of the land of Egypt. Of the people of Israel, the people of promise. The people that came from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Today we're going to read a little bit more about that story. Both a good thing and a bad thing about Aaron. And then um, we'll contemplate that a little bit because it becomes a repeating story. And then we'll set up for tomorrow's segment, which is why the division of, of, of Abia or Abijah. So, we're going to invite Hattie and David into this so that we can explain things to them and get a lot of questions and answers back. May the Lord guide us with His Holy Spirit through the reading of His Word. May Give us ears to hear and hearts to understand and hands and feet willing to obey him always. In Jesus' name. Hey, David. Howdy. Hey, Hattie. Hi. Well, we were talking about Aaron and Moses last time. So what happened? So... Aaron comes to meet Moses, and, and they go together. They have some messages for Pharaoh. They show the people signs and wonders, and they believe that Moses is supposed to lead them. They show Pharaoh signs and wonders, and Pharaoh keeps reneging. They ask to go make a sacrifice to the Lord. Pharaoh says, absolutely not. Then God sends plagues, and Pharaoh says, well, I'll let you do this. Um, I'll, I'll let you go. And then they rescind, they, re, they rescind the plague, ask God to rescind the plague that God has sent on Pharaoh, and it's rescinded. Moses and Aaron speak together on these occasions, but Moses does the signs. Until we get to the ninth and tenth plague. At the ninth plague, Pharaoh talks to Moses. And there's a couple of places through all of these stories that Moses is singled out away from Aaron. And Pharaoh threatens Moses, should he ever see him again with death. And Moses says, you're not going to see me again. And then what becomes the Passover, the very first Passover is done and explained and because of what God does on that 10th plague and 
through the sacrifice of lambs on that day and the covering of the doorpost, which we kind of discussed in Mark, they are freed from Egypt. God parts the Red Sea. They go through it on dry land. The Egyptians try to follow them. God lets the sea go back into its spot, drowns the Egyptian army. Um, and so the Israelites are free under the mo leadership of Moses and Aaron, the priest. They go through some wilderness trials because they, by themselves, don't follow God very well. Um, Moses tells them what to do. They complain, they grumble. God gets them through those things a few times. And they come back to the place of the burning bush, or Mount Sinai. And God chooses there to really let the people of Israel know who he is. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yes, it's really an incredible scene. And there's a time he invites Aaron and the 70 elders to come up. 70 elders were started probably by Moses at the instruction of his father-in-law, saying that you can't possibly lead this, this many people. You need to divide this out. So what was the Sanhedrin in Jesus' day? It was started way back in Moses and Aaron's day. After a few a, a meeting with the people, where God speaks to the people and they are terrified, God speaks to Aaron and the elders. God brings Moses up, and Moses spends 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai. Does this sound familiar? Didn't Jesus spend 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Moses spends his time on top of Mount Sinai, and Jesus spends his time in the wilderness as well, right? Exactly. Now, while Moses is up on the mountain, Aaron, is, Aaron and somebody named Her is supposed to be running things down below. Moses is hearing about how God is going to honor the priests and the Levites and, and the consecration, the consecration of the tab, tabernacle and the altar of incense and how that's all supposed to work and who's supposed to build what. And he hears all of these fantastic things. And... Then God gets very angry with the people. And Moses doesn't know what's going on down below. And he's got 
the Ten Commandments. Now, God had made these stones and written on them. So, they're, they're fantastic things. There are all sorts of legends about what these stones exactly look like. Many pictures just show them as tablets of stone with handwriting on them. That was probably the repeat versions. This first version was actually probably more than that. Because Moses has to hew them out later. But... Um, so a very sad story happens. And I'm going to pretty much sum this up. The people notice that Moses doesn't come down from the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And they, get, they get impatient with us. They ask Aaron to build a god of Egypt, and he does. He fashions a golden calf. He does what? They've just seen God come down and talk to them and send Moses up and all of this stuff, and they still make golden a golden calf? Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. And it's Aaron that does this? Right. So, there's a huge back and forth between God about being merciful to these people. But at first, Moses doesn't know what they've done. And God sends him down the mountain. And... There's much more to this story because the people of Israel could have been lost completely that day, except for Moses and his family. But um, God, Moses' anger, by the time he gets to the bottom of the mountain, is just fire hot as well. And the tablets come out of his hands, and they're broken at the foot of the mountain. He takes that calf and burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. He was so angry. And he talks to Aaron, and he, Moses said to Aaron in verse 21 of chapter 32, what did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Let any who have gold take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Okay, now I don't know how a whole lot about the Bible, but this sounds like hooey. Like, Aaron cannot possibly be telling Moses the truth here. That's true, because it says in 
chapter 32, verse 4, that he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. So, yeah, there was no poof, there's a golden calf. Moses has already destroyed it. Moses has already made them drink it. Um, again, there's there's a little bit of a back and forth and debate. There does end up a judgment on 3,000 people. They die because of this incident. Moses is sent back up. But this time he has to cut himself two tablets of stone. And God is going to write on the tablets. And, but after this... All of the instructions are followed. The tabernacle is put together. They go through all of the instructions about the offerings. Now, Aaron is a priest. His sons are priests when they are consecrated. So all of these instructions are in contrast to what happened at the base of Mount Sinai. They made up their own stuff. God gives them very, very specific instructions here. And there's a consequence to not following God's instructions. And as a result... Aaron loses two more sons. Well, he loses two sons. To this point, he hadn't lost any sons. He loses two sons because they don't listen to what the Lord has about this. Leviticus continues to be a book that the priests are important. The priests help decide um, sick or well. They, they do a lot of things. And I'm kind of going over this quickly. But the point is, if the priests go bad, then the nation is surely going to go bad. The problem is, the priests cannot be influenced by the people going bad. Or choosing not to follow God. And so many times it's it they do, um, including Aaron, just like he did for the golden calf. Um, and and God spends a whole book of Leviticus, and then says it again in Deuteronomy. repeats these laws and adds to 
the explanation and even the way they're put into practice to a certain extent, depending on the law. Um, it's a lot of laws because the people just keep not listening to God. Their heart is far away from him. And again, Aaron tends to vacillate. He eventually is, is, you know, still standing by Moses' side, but he doesn't get to enter the land of promise. Moses doesn't get to enter the land of promise because of something he does. So, it's a very sad time from this point forward. It's supposed to be a time of victory. It's supposed to be time of establishing a new nation. God puts this fantastic plan together. And when we get back to those books, we'll discuss this plan. And Aaron is very much a part of all of these plans. And is supposed to carry forth in many ways, the kingship of God into the age of the judges. And that just does not happen. It just doesn't happen. So, there are, but there are times there are good priests. There are times there aren't. So, from Moses... Moses leads them out of Egypt. Moses leads them in the wilderness. They end up spending 40 years in the wilderness. That's another story. Aaron dies. Moses dies. Aaron's son, Eleazar, becomes priest. Joseph, the son of Nun, who is Moses' right-hand man. So it's not Moses' sons. Moses has sons. But they do not become the leader. Joshua does. So you've got Joshua and Aaron, or Joshua and Eliezer. They lead into the land of Israel. Joshua follows God's instructions for the most part. There are some places he fails. Um, during that time, the priests are pretty faithful because Joseph, or because Joshua is faithful. The priests are faithful. Then Joshua dies. And the whole nation kind of goes up and down, following God, not following God, conquered by somebody, delivered by a judge that God raises up, follow God, or at least follow that leader who's following God, mess it up, that leader dies or whatever. And so they go through this roller coaster for a great number of years. At the end of that, they ask for a king. Samuel, the priest at the time, which that's an interesting story. Samuel um, realizes that that was not supposed to be the plan. But he brings it before God, and God says, appoint him a king. And he tells him who to appoint. That's a long story. They end up with Saul. 
who interestingly enough is not called a king. There are lots of things Saul does, and he doesn't end up truly being the king that the nation needs or and and God warned them you're you're not going to want a king at some point um, Saul becomes a little bit of a liability so God rips the kingdom away from him and God knew he was God knew he was going to do that but they needed to see this example of a king um then he appoints or anoints before Saul ends he anoints David and David follows God um although he's not always consistent um Saul realizes that the anointing is left or that David is anointed that his his kingly line is not going to continue he he chases after David. Eventually, he ends up in a battle with the Philistines with his sons. They are all killed in this battle. And David becomes king of Judah, his tribe of Judah, the tribe of Benjamin, and the Levites, or the priestly line. There are others that follow, continue to follow Benjamin, which was King Saul's tribe, and break away. So the other ten tribes tend to break away from these, these central tribes. And which also means they really aren't listening to God at this point. They really aren't lining up with the priesthood. When David becomes king of the whole thing, which happens eventually, he establishes order again. He brings the tabernacle to Jerusalem after he defeats Jerusalem, although that's a, that's a mess. He doesn't know how, and the first time ends up disastrous. The second time, the Levites are set up correctly um, and do their job that they're given by Moses. The tabernacle comes in. The Ark of the Covenant is transported correctly. All of this is set up correctly. And then David is promised to have an heir. Eventually having an heir that will never leave the throne because he will never die. So David always has a descendant that could be on the throne, despite the fact that there's a lot of things that happen between there. Wow, that's a lot of story. Yeah, it is. That's a lot. It is. It is a lot. And we haven't even gotten, we've just gotten the King David. So we're going to look at what happens there. And then we're going to cover real briefly a couple different times in Israel's history from King David and what happens to the priests. And then um, we'll be caught up. So, so all this was set up way back then, 
Aaron and the priests and the whole nine yards and the temple and the sacrifice and everything Zachariah is going to be about doing here was set up by God clear back with Moses and Aaron and Exodus? Yes, it was. Now, there was a building. There wasn't a building built until Solomon, who was King David's son. That building was destroyed. We'll get into that tomorrow. So, this has gone through a lot of change. But this priestly line has learned some things in all of that. They're a little bit divided at the time of Jesus because of some other things going on. So, anyway, let's pray. Father God, you designed that those who stand in front of the people to show them what to do should be an example. And yet we see the priesthood, the priests and Aaron's line up and down and all over the place. We see Aaron today in the story we did today, who was persuaded instead of believing, he was persuaded by the people to make a golden calf. Even though he knew, he knew the power that you had for, for Moses and for everything going on. And so, Lord, I just pray that we, we hang in there. Even when we're beginning to think, man, this is hard, that we hang in there and realize that you are God and that you can do anything you want to about our circumstances. Help us to rely on you. And not step out of that alliance. Lord, help us to learn the lessons. Help us to learn the lessons as we go along of what roller coasters cost. And what has led to order through all of this. And what the priesthood added to the people. Lord, just help us to be able to go over that a little bit. And Lord, we thank you most of all for your son Jesus who came to earth as a baby. Didn't have to. Could have come as a conquering king to begin with. But chose to come as a baby and grow up like us. Lord, help us to grow up like you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 See you later. Looking forward to hearing how outcome Zechariah was from the line of Abijah, or whatever that means. Yeah, I think I think that'll be kind of interesting. Yep. Um, that's amazing. God set all that up from the beginning. Wow. It is amazing. It is amazing. And there's, there's a specific reason for that.
and Zachariah being in the temple was a significant part of this whole story and Jesus' story here on earth, and it was set up to be that way from the very beginning. That's amazing. It really is amazing. It really is. I'll see you guys. Thanks for listening. This is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and that was a very brief overview. But again, the miracle of the nation of Israel and the miracle of the Levitical priests, we still know, we still know who's in the line of Aaron to this day. They are still fairly easily identifiable. And so... Um, God's still got a future for the house of Aaron, for the, for the priests. And so that continues the legacy in God. And one day, one day, they will perfectly perform their worship of God. And be part of our corporal worship of God together. It'll be a beautiful, glorious thing. Remember, God loves you. Even on those up and down days. God loves you. God doesn't waste any day. And you are one of his excellencies. What is the next step? If you've heard this podcast, I appreciate you and would love to hear from you. There's a couple of options. Number one, listening adds value to this podcast and making this podcast. Um, number two, you can subscribe to this podcast. If you want to know more about that, email me at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. I'll be happy to set you up with that. Number three, um, it gives you an opportunity to ask questions if you need a Bible, if you need resources. Also, send me an email, trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com, all one word, um, all lowercase, and again, subject line podcast, and write in what you need. I hope that you have the resources you need or this sparks your interest. You may have some resources closer. Praise God for that. Um, but I hope this helps enrich your life and, and helps you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. For the glory of God the Father and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. God loves you. God bless you.